All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Guys, we are so thrilled to once again have the show being sponsored by Cassidy.com. Yes, Cassidy is back in action with From Poor Swingers. Absolutely. And we've always said that we want to do business with people who are forward thinking in this space and who truly are doing things to move the needle for us lifestylers. And Cassidy is absolutely doing that. For example, they are uber supportive of event hosts in our space, including us with our Pod Bash event in October. They're sponsoring it which we are so thankful for. And you are going to see a lot of that from Cassidy, a lot of great things happening this summer that Cassidy is responsible for. So we would love for you to check it out for free for 30 days. If you go to our website from porchswingers.com, there's a Cassidy banner you can click on and get that free trial or just tell them from Port Swingers sent you. And if you'd also like to see our profile on Cassidy, you can search for us. It's Front Porch Swingers. Ask us for a backstage pass, even get some exclusive photos. We would love to to see you there. We're coming to you from beautiful, sunny Florida, except that it rains every day in the summer here. Nobody rains. told us that. All you Floridian listeners, not a single one of you told us that. It rains every fucking day, all day <laughs> long. It's raining right now, and it will continue to rain all weekend. Yeah. So Go fuck to you sunny very much. Florida, they said. You'll get sunburned. Yeah, no. We yeah. get uh, fucking wet every yeah. time we go out the door. Our 4th but... <laughs> of July is going to be spent underwater. We are, we're still going to go to Caliente for 4th of July, so even if we have to sit inside, it'll be just No, fine. well, maybe not. That just depends on which direction the hurricane goes into, in which case we will be on the road. God, hopefully by the time you guys are listening to this, we have not been hit by a hurricane, but it's coming our way too. I'm like, wow, this is like our initiation into fucking Florida. Yeah, I've been through too many hurricanes. I have no interest in going through another one. So by tomorrow, I think, or tonight, we'll know whether or not we've got to uh, get on the road, in which case we will not be at Caliente. We will be, I don't know, driving North Florida some fucking where. Get the fuck out of the storm. Yeah, so it's been an interesting last 24 hours, especially with this weather here for us but we're gonna we're gonna persevere we're gonna fucking figure it out yeah one way or another we are either gonna get wet or get the fuck up out of here (laughs) yeah we have not been getting wet with other people this week just saying we've been on hiatus and it's been nice i think it's been nice for us to connect a little bit more yeah a great date night last night yep we did we had uh we actually ate entirely too much food more than we had more calories yesterday than i had and i usually have in a week yeah, essentially. Well, that's okay. Sometimes you need it. It feeds so, your soul. Yeah. But it was a really nice date night and we went to like this beer garden place and it was nice to do that and not talk about like anything that was going on on the apps or pulling open the dating sites or any of that shit. No, it's, there are just times when you've got to decompress got to take a break you got to back away from it because the shit is overwhelming especially the last week that we had particularly my fucking experience which we're going to talk about today holy shit (laughs) what a fucking disaster yeah i think you needed the mental break yeah i'm just yeah listen these apps are relentless it's relentless with these fucking things and unfortunately because of the number of people that we are in contact with which you know sounds great in theory the percentage of people that you actually want to be communicating that are reaching out to you is such a small number you're just overwhelmed at least i am because i'm not i'm not accustomed to it you're the one that normally does that yeah you know so this has been a real fucking challenge for me because i have zero patience anyway zero patience none it's so funny when you'll come and tell me something that's happened on one of them and you're like all sorts of annoyed about it i'm like yeah that happens like 12 times a day and you're like well i don't fucking like it i'm like nobody likes it no i have to go like sometimes like a day two days without even looking at these apps i'll delete them sometimes like i'll get rid of the apps off my phone (laughs) no like tinder uh, not tinder i'm sorry grinder so there are just some days i have to remove it because it goes off fucking constantly yeah that one constantly constantly crazy some thirsty fucking dudes oh my god it's unbelievable (laughs) so yeah it's (laughs) it's a fucking challenge it's a challenge so yeah we needed a break fortunately we got one and potentially as i said if uh the hurricane doesn't come barreling in on us we'll be at caliente sunday that'll be the the first time really back into the to the mix yeah back even on the apps i haven't even been on them period so that's been it's been nice i think we needed the break we needed the time to reconnect with each other and 
also to focus on work stuff, which yeah. has been great. We have some really cool things in the works. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. We've got some plans on Tuesday in the area, if we're still fucking here, to discuss an amazing business opportunity. I am so fucking excited about it. I can't wait to even announce it. Same. So hopefully the hurricane doesn't drive us out before we get to do that. No. But yeah, either way, um, just some good things in the works. And I think this week was a, a good time to kind of get those things in motion. Absolutely. It was a good, it was, yeah, it was needed. It was refreshing. And uh, we're going to have to do that more often, I think. It's amazing how productive you can be when you don't constantly have cock on the brain. Just run that out there. Uh, well, it's, yeah. And it's amazing how much time you take up with these apps and with communicating with people. You don't realize it until you don't do it. Yeah, you know what? something else I did, though? I downloaded something on my phone that locks me out of certain apps yeah. during certain times. Yeah, you told me that. If you guys have not figured that out, you need to fucking do it. It is it is so helpful. My mental health is so much better. My productivity is so much better. I'm not jumping on, you know, these apps in the middle of the day. I'm locking myself out of Instagram certain times of the day. Holy hell, I highly recommend it. Well, airplane mode has become my best friend. I yeah, but then you the don't get down. anything. Like, I don't what if your anything. mother calls or something? I don't care. I'll call her some point. I just don't want to be bothered. There are, just, <laughs> there are points where I just don't want to hear the thing go off. Yeah. You know, I just don't want it. And so, yeah, it's just been really nice to completely disconnect. Agreed. I enjoyed it. For sure. And I think we should also maybe talk about why one of the reasons that it's been nice for you to disconnect because <laughs> you had kind of a stressful Tuesday. Listen, single guy tip of the week while a lot of it is tongue-in-cheek, it really is meant to be helpful, right? We, we talk about this all the time. In fact, Single Guy Tip of the Week is also getting ready to take on a life of its own, another amazing uh, project that we've got going on. But single guys, as big a fucking pain in the ass as they can be, I still say that couples are worse. And this past Tuesday was absolutely validation for me in that couples really do fuck up the program and can quicker than a single person, right? Because you got two people. Two people are quick to fuck up a program more than, a, you know, quicker than a single person. Well, I think we run into a lot more solid couples than we do single guys. But I think when the couples are a train wreck, they're really a train wreck. It's like Atrocious. steering off the skids, killing yeah. people kind of train wreck. Well, it's crazy because we have really met some amazing couples here, right? We really have. Absolutely. Phenomenal connections. But for everyone you meet... There's always a group of them that just, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't, I, I can't imagine how they even function normally. You so know? tell us the story. Okay. So. <laughs> you're, you're mentally preparing just to retell the story. It's a good one. I got to say this, uh, this might be a, a doozy here that it's, you're going to hear guys. <laughs> it's way past that. It's, it's, it's a cautionary tale. It's a fucked up story. It's a, it's a story of time and energy wasted. Is it funny yet? No, I don't find it funny at all. Oh, okay. No, I no, I really Eventually don't. Eventually, it will be funny. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, it's it's still one of those things that I think we're going to share with people when we talk to them about you know when they say to us, oh, we're thinking about getting into this situation and maybe a you know bringing a third person in, particularly if it's a couple, right? I mean, because that's that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a couple who just simply were they were on such different pages. Yeah. You know, that's really what it is. It was a lack of communication. And what really stems from that, and the, and the reason you know it's a lack of communication, is because of how far apart they were. So tell us the story. I don't even know where to start. So I am communicating with a couple for over a month. This is a married couple, male and female. He reached out to me with the understanding that they wanted to get a bring in a third person, a man particularly, because he wanted to be cucked. Right. That was their kink. That's what they wanted to do, the space they wanted to get into. They had not really ventured into that space before. She had played with one single dude away from him one time. It wasn't an awesome experience according to what she had told me and what he had told me. And so they really wanted to go down this road again after taking a, a small hiatus from it. And they wanted to do it a little bit differently and I guess vet a little bit better, right? Because this guy apparently turned into a douchebag sure. pretty quickly. So I am communicating with him under this premise. Now, they are also both bisexual. So this works out well, you know, for yeah. me, comfortable. 
And it after- was also it worked for us because I was so turned on by this whole thing. Every time you tell me about something, you'd have like send a message or you know sh- tell me something that she sent you. I was like, oh my god, that is so fucking hot. I still am not a hundred percent sure what turned me on so much about this situation, but I guess just you in that very dominant role in that way with with people that I don't really know and that kind of mystery of that was very erotic. Well, yeah, and, and the thing about it for you and I is that we had not been in that particular situation yet. I had not found myself in that position with a couple and so we were really excited about it. Yeah. You know, the last time I had done that was long before you and I were a couple. Right. So it was really unique to us, to our relationship. And so I was pumped up, you know. This wasn't just an MFM. This was a legitimate cucking situation. In fact, I even sent him, he asked me at one point, you sent it to me, I sent it to him, uh, some options for cages. He was considering being caged, you know, that kind of thing. That was very early on. So eventually I start communicating, as you mentioned, with her. And now I'm communicating with the both of them. Right. This is a month ago, give or take, right? And this goes on for a week at least. And I'm communicating with them both kind of simultaneously and sharing the information. And very early on, he and I had a conversation about communication and transparency. He assured me, as did she, that their communication was sound. They shared everything. So all of the information I was you know, providing her with and that I was providing him with, they were sharing and the pictures and all that stuff. Well, in about a week's time, he started asking me, has she communicated with you today? Has she sent you any pictures today? Well, if you guys are communicating, certainly you have this information, right? Right. And at first I thought, well, maybe he just wants to hear it from me because he wants to be in that submissive role because he's the dominant role in their relationship. Right. So I acquiesced and I did it. But it continued. And so red flags are just hitting the field. Oh, everywhere. I mean, you're telling me, I'm like, oh, this is a bad fucking plan. This is going sideways. Yeah, you can see it going off the rails. And eventually it's like, hey, you know, she sent that picture she sent you because I would send it to him. He's like, well, she's never sent me anything like that. And you can just hear the weird kind of jealousy, the envy start creeping in and it started to get a little uncomfortable, right? Yeah, not like erotic. Oh, she's never sent me no, that. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. So eventually in this particular time frame, let's just call it two weeks, I finally realized that this was not exactly ideal. I did not get the idea from communicating with the both of them individually that they were on the same page. She was super into this, really into it with me. Him, not so much. Yeah, she wanted your cock, big time. Well, she dug the concept. She was really the one. The whole thing is she was. she's very demure and she was wanting to build up her confidence. She wanted to find her voice. And she thought from a sexual perspective, this is a great way to do it. Fuck yeah. You know, and she, she and I connected really well. So that was a problem. Anyway, I put an end to it. I said, look, I'm not the guy for you. You need, I think, a single dude, a legitimately single dude who has less experience, you guys can grow together, he's got more time to invest, you know, those kinds of things. They absolutely kept saying, no, 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 you're the right one, you're the right one. I said, I'm sorry, I don't think this is a good plan. And I walked away, right? Right. Which you and I agreed was the right thing to do. Abso-fucking-lutely. So a few days goes by, maybe maybe almost a week, five days. I am contacted by him again on the same app that he originally contacted me on. Right. Not realizing he's contacting me. How, I don't know. Maybe it was a setup. At this point, I'm not sure. Oh, I totally think it was. I think he was just trying to get a foot back in the door. Probably. So, of course, I say to him, hey, man, you and I have already corresponded. I said, it's it's Brian. Oh, hey, I'm really sorry. I didn't realize it was you. I'm, uh, you know, just going through my apps, you know, whatever. Left it at that. The following day, maybe the next day, now I'm getting text messages from the two of them. Yes. Right? They want me back in this conversation. So I talked to you about it and you and I agreed that there would have to be a lot of things in place in order for this to make sense. Well, and a lot of communication with them about exactly what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with and if you are still compatible based on those things. Right. And of course, an absolute face-to-face, the three of us. In fact, you and I were originally considering both of us meeting them. Yes. Schedules didn't work out, so it was just going to be the three of us. So we're communicating now. This goes on for about another week. We made plans to meet. On two separate occasions, they canceled on me for familial reasons is what they were kind of touting. Yeah. Which at the time, I was like, bullshit. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, they have kids. Shit happens. I'm like, nope, nope, I'm not In retrospect, I don't know that it was accurate. But, you know, when they're talking about children, people talk about children, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Certainly, you don't like to think that they would ever use their children as an excuse. So I give them the benefit of the doubt. So now the third 
time's a charm, right? Now we're going to meet. And we're going to meet at one o'clock in the afternoon. We're going to meet at a coffee shop. I want to see both their faces. I want to see them communicate with each other. I want to know that this is what they want, right? right. 100% I need a guarantee. There wasn't even a, a guarantee that play was on the table during this meeting. I wanted to see them interact. Sure. You and I agreed that was the right thing to do. So we're going to meet at one o'clock. First thing in the morning, I get a text from her. Hey, super excited. I can't wait to see you finally. You know, that kind of thing. I respond to her. I text him. He doesn't respond. Right. Now it's about 11 o'clock. I still haven't heard from him. I reach out to her. Hey, everything's okay. We're all good. I haven't heard from your husband. She says, well, it's just going to be you and I meeting today. (laughs) He had some family issues with his parents. He's going to be at his parents' house, whatever. Just going to be the two of us. Okay. Instantly, I'm like, I told you, I was like, this is fucking crazy. Something's not right. I'm painting your toenails and I'm like, what the fuck? This is getting weird. And you're like, I know, should I still go? And I was like, I think you should go. Obviously not play, but I think you need the story. We need to know what the fuck is going on here. Right. So she says to me, yeah, it's 100% okay. He's fine with it. I've double checked. Just basically wants us to send him pictures and videos. And, you know, there are a couple of boundaries from a a sexual perspective. Which didn't matter because you weren't going to fuck her anyway. Didn't matter. Well, that's the thing, right? As I told you, what they didn't know and she couldn't have known was that I wasn't going to do anything until I saw him face to face or I had a conversation with him, something. I had to have a contact with him. Right. Because he hadn't reached out to me yet. Right. So... I say, okay, I'm going to meet you at one. I take the 25-minute drive over. I pull into the parking lot of this coffee shop. I am literally backing the truck into a spot. Phone goes off. I'm thinking it's you to see if I had gotten there. Not a chance. It's her. Message is real simple. Brian, I'm so sorry. I'm embarrassed. My husband's now changed his mind. He doesn't want me to do this. I mean, on and on and on. And this I'm- is People, this is just the first of many colossal goat fuck moments, okay? Oh, my goodness. This <laughs> Yeah, this is literally the surface. It's scratching the surface in this completely embarrassing, humiliating shitstorm of a day. So... <laughs> This is the first interaction. Of course, my my immediate reaction is, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Like, how did we just, how did we get here all of a sudden? So she says, I'm a minute away. I just, I'm going to come and talk to you. Like, fine. What the fuck ever. I'm in the truck. I'm not getting out. I just back in. I'm just waiting. Well, yeah, because we already were so concerned about something like this happening. And to have it happen as you're pulling into the parking lot, it's like, come on. So crazy. She shows up. So she's standing outside. I'm, I'm sitting in the driver's seat, of course. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what's the deal? Like, how did, the, like, how did this unravel so quickly? Because 10 fucking minutes ago, this was 100%. She said, well, I wanted to check one more time. I sent him a message. And he said, no, absolutely not. I'm not okay with this today. I'm, you know, whatever fucking excuse he gave her. And I told her, I said, look, you guys are on different planets with this i said this originally he is not ready for this i knew it the whole jealousy thing because the part we hadn't discussed you and i yet or just now at this point is at the end of the first time when i ended this thing i got messages from her at the very end right there were clearly a different tone and i told you i said these aren't her this is him sending me these messages and eventually he copped to it he said yeah i got jealous i got in my own head i sent those messages So I knew that this guy wasn't on the same page. She certainly was on the same page, okay? (laughs) But he was not. So I told her, I said, look, you realize what a fucking waste of time this is? I mean, this is just ridiculous. And she said, well, he didn't even go to his parents. He's just walking around the park. I said, well, get him on the phone and get him over here because I want to hear this. You know, I want to know what's going on. Yeah, as well you should at that point. Sure enough, he texts her. He's coming over. Now, keep this in mind. I didn't see it till later because I was talking to her. He responded to my message to him. Hey, are we okay? We're good to go. Three hours later. So while I'm talking to her, he sent me that text message. While she's communicating with him, he now sent me the text. Yeah, I'll be there in 10 minutes. I can't wait to meet you. Oh. This is the message he sends me while she and he are having this fucking digital argument. Oh, what a shit. As if shit. I don't know what's going on, right? <laughs> so, I don't, and I didn't know that. So when he finally shows up and he pulls in, I get out of the car. Now all of us are standing there. They start arguing right away. He starts going at her. I can't trust her. She's not telling the truth. I'm like, what the fuck are you? What is going on? In the coffee shop parking lot. This is like fucking Jerry Springer in in the Starbucks parking lot. In front of like 10 fucking people. In fact, at one point, there were two guys coming out of the lot. They were parked next to me. We had to get out of the way so they could get in their fucking car. I'm like, this is a train wreck. So 
they're just they're arguing back and forth and I'm kind of interjecting and I'm I'm trying to make some sense out of this like and I said to him at one point like listen man this is obviously not something you're ready for no no I am ready I'm just not ready today um no that means you're not ready right, right? this is not a go for you which is totally fucking fine but be honest about yeah, it yeah you could have saved us all a lot of drama and embarrassment we don't need to be fucking standing here like morons yeah you, know, you don't want to play with people that don't want to play absolutely not but just fucking be honest and open your mouth and communicate like an adult well and like i said what they did not know and could not know is that i wasn't going to do shit until I heard directly from him. Right. So it was a moot issue anyway. I was just trying to find out what the hell was happening because my time and energy had been wasted for a fucking month. Right. You know, and you and I, our schedules were thrown off, you know, all that shit. Anyway, this thing just continues to, on, to derail. And finally, I'm like, look, this is a waste of my fucking time. You guys can do whatever you got to do. So he gets mad at her. He's like, I'm not coming home tonight. Gets in his car and storms and takes off. And I said to her, I'm like, listen, he's coming home. No, no, no. He's done this before. I'm going to have to tell the kids he's not coming home. I said, listen, not only is he, he's not only coming home. He's coming right back here. He's going to be back in this parking lot. The words weren't out of my mouth yet. He's back in the lot. <laughs> He's yelling at her, get in the car, we're leaving. I said, hey, you guys, good luck to you. I hope you find what you're looking for. I get in the truck. As I get in the truck, my phone's ringing, and it's my friend. You know, I haven't heard from him in a couple of weeks. He's been sick, so I want to talk to him. So I'm sitting there, right? In the fucking lot, this guy comes back, and they're arguing again. And now, of course, my friend can hear this. I'm like, hey, man, bear with me a second. I got I to gotta deal with this. He's like, you're all right? I'm like, yeah, I got to take care of something. He figures I'm getting ready to get it. You know, I'm going to get into a fight because, you know, he knows me. I'm like, no, 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 I, I got it. It's good. It's, it's all straight. So I, I basically had two more words with them. I'm like, stop wasting each other's time. Stop wasting my time. I'm getting stop the, embarrassing stop, yourself. Yeah, stop the dumb shit. Get in the car and fucking go. So eventually they leave and I finish my conversation with him. I don't even call you because I'm talking to him the whole way. I've only been gone about an hour and a half. Yes. Keeping in mind, of course, it takes 30 minutes to get there and back right. each way. So it's an hour. I've been there at 30 minutes. Right. You didn't expect to see me for hours. Right. Right. So I don't even tell you I'm coming back. I just drive back and I'm talking to my buddy on the phone the whole way, trying to explain to him in a, you know, vanilla way what just happened because he's a vanilla dude. Anyway. <laughs> I get back to How you. How do you explain that in a vanilla way? There's yeah. no vanilla explaining that it, situation. It was, you know, he knows about, obviously knows who we are and what we do and what we're about, but I didn't want to get into gory details with him. I just tried to break it down That's simply. funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, I get back to you and I walk in I'm, and I t you're like, what are you even doing here? I said, listen, I don't even want to talk about it. I want to just get on and record. And we recorded the second half of that for our patrons. Yes. So they could hear it right away. Because that morning we had done a bonus episode telling the patrons what I was about to do. Right. So, and that we were all excited about it and it was going to be so sexy if it happened. Yeah. So we wanted to share this. Uh, so absolutely, I'm telling you the story and the look on your face, you're just flabbergasted. Because, <laughs> you know, of course, there's a lot more detail. This thing was just a fucking nightmare. And it, it was just a train wreck. Yeah, you so, guys must get on our Patreon if for no other reason than that bonus episode because it is fucking gold. I'm telling Ryan you, Ryan is pissed. It's crazy. You know, it just, it bothers me. I was, then as I told you, I was more mad at myself. Yes. I was more mad at myself because I knew that this was a bad fucking idea. I had terrible gut instinct about this, but there had been so much time invested and so much time wasted on my part and your part because, you know, we have to change schedules to do this kind of stuff. And like I explained to them, I said, you guys don't get it. You need to be fucking around with a really, with a single dude because I have a partner. We work together. We have schedules. You fuck up my my day, you fuck up her day. Yeah. You know, you're taking time away from our relationship. If you got a single person, not necessarily the same thing. You guys can figure this out. Anyway, that's where all that ended. He did reach out to me, obviously, later that day to apologize to me on behalf of his wife. So basically what he said was, I'm sorry my wife wasted your time. <laughs> and of course, I'm like... You, I couldn't let that go. No. Right? I'm like, you're fucking kidding me, right? Like, you're going to take no ownership of this at all. You weren't responsible. Well, you know, you don't know the whole story. She wasn't honest with me. I don't really know what I did wrong. Then you and I don't need to fucking talk anymore. Not only that, but you don't fucking care. That is their care. shit to deal with. Don't That's care. what couples don't understand, especially when they're dealing with singles. Nobody gives a fuck what you have going on. No. Now, of course, we can empathize and we can be friendly with each other, but all of this drama you have going on, I don't give a fuck. Well, then that's the problem, right? You have brought other people into your shit. And if you weren't 100% prepared, which you clearly are not, you should not have involved other folks only to fuck up their program. Yeah. You know, you and I talk about this all the time. I've said it. You can't unsuck that dick. 
this couple, based on, and I said this to her, and I think I said it to him. I know I did when we're standing in the parking lot. They would have been just fine. He would have been just fine, not her, him. He would have been okay with just the fantasy of her fucking somebody else and cucking him right. in the process. In other words, she could have said to him, I want to fuck somebody else with a bigger cock or with this or with that or do this and do that. The fantasy... Or even, or even put him in chastity and have absolutely. that, you know, going on in their bedroom, this constant dirty talk, that could have been enough. They could have gone out. She could have flirted with some dudes, whatever. There did not have to be physical, like a physical relationship with someone else. He could have benefited just from that. He is clearly not equipped. That, clearly not equipped. At least not at this point. C- certainly not if in this particular case or like in this particular case, she's really into the guy. See, the first time, as she divulged to me, he found the guy and then she just went and played with him. He never met him. They very they had no, almost little to no correspondence. So there was no rapport between them. Right. This was a different situation. Clearly. Anyway. So fucking, that is the circus. Yeah. That is the circus shit show that we have <laughs> experienced in the past week. I think it was a good learning lesson, especially for you. You know, yeah, if you have sure. a gut instinct and you're seeing red flags, you do not ignore those things. Yeah, period. And, yeah. For me, when it comes to couples, it's going to be a very, very different process of vetting for me. Going for, sure. for very different. So, yeah. yeah. What crazy, crazy town. You learn something from every situation, at least if you're smart. Yeah, you learn uh, or you continue to repeat the same fucking mistakes, which I am not going to do. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I have a very quick and very positive single guy tip of the week that maybe combats some of that horribly negative shit that you dealt with. Thank goodness. Which is attention to detail is something that a lot of guys do very well at and a lot of guys do not do well at at all. Yeah. Okay. And when you do a great job of paying attention to the little tiny details, it often results in whoever you're corresponding with being really fucking impressed and you moving to the front of the line. Absolutely. Case in point, I'm talking to a guy on our kink site the other day. He has obviously gone to my profile and looked at it thoroughly to understand who I am and my interests. And it was beyond just reading my bio. He saw for example that we were that i was in multiple orlando based kink groups right he is from orlando so he actually took the time to look at the groups and my interests before he reached out and said hey i know you probably don't want to travel to orlando and with my work schedule i can't come here often but i couldn't help but notice you have been here in the past and that you full-time rv which is also in our bio and i'm just wondering if you're ever going to come back through if so i would love to buy you a drink that was fucking impressive. First of all, smart enough guy to put two and two together on that, that I might be coming back through and he might have the opportunity to connect with me. But also it showed me like you honestly took the time to learn about me and learn who I am. And I was so thoroughly impressed that if and when, well, when we're back in Orlando, I have to meet the guy. It was impressive. It doesn't happen every day. No, listen, do your homework, guys. I mean, that's really what we talk about all the time, right? Read the fucking bio. Yeah, but read all of the bio. All of the bio. And the more that you can pick up on those little things and use them to, I don't want to say to your advantage because that sounds like creepy, but use them to create positive experiences, the more successful you're going to be, which is obvious and it should go without saying, but it really isn't obvious to a lot of people. And so the fact that, like I said, he did that when very few other guys have ever taken that effort really spoke to me. Yeah. Kudos to him. A lot of folks, listen, a lot of guys don't do it and a lot of couples don't do it. Yep. So it's really important to take the time. Listen, someone took the time to write it. They took the time to put it together. The least you could do is take the time to read it. And read through the lines. He didn't just read my bio. It didn't say in my bio back in, uh, in Orlando during this time. Right. He had to kind of use power of deduction and intelligence and then put that into a thoughtful message to me. So I really liked that. And I thought that was a great example of how you can use bios and the information on them to stand out as a single guy. Yep. Well done. Nice job. Yeah, I loved it. So we have a great story today. It is with one of my favorite play partners, somebody who has become a bit of a staple on our show. We've talked about multiple times because I thoroughly enjoy hanging out with him. And we're going to talk about it very shortly. But first, we want to say a thank you to the partners of the From Port Swingers podcast. This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends at Promescent. Ladies, if you are looking for an amazing addition to your swingers bag for your next hotel takeover, house party, or other lifestyle event, may I recommend Promescent's before and after wipes. They are a must-have in your nightstand at home as well as your swinger bag because you can use the wipes to freshen up before and clean up after each romantic encounter. The wipes are also pH-balanced, alcohol-free, and contain aloe vera, 
So they're great for sensitive skin and they leave you feeling nice and moisturized. That is just one of the examples of the products we recommend you lifestylers check out before your next event because they also have some amazing lubricants and super high quality and nice feeling condoms. So head on over to promescent.com today. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com and use our promo code FPS15OFF, FPS15OFF to stock up and get 15% off of your order today. Again, promescent.com. Check out their amazing selection of sexual wellness products. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Yeah, you know, I can remember a time where I was either moving or, or, you know, getting out of a bad relationship or even changing a job where this type of help would have been incredibly useful to me. Yeah, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, especially for you rural listeners. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed so you can find just the right one for your needs. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily from some of their amazing counselors. Visit betterhelp.com FPS. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Again, BetterHelp.com FPS to get 10% off of your first month today. I am so pumped to share today's story because, as mentioned, it is with one of my favorite people and just overall a fantastically sexy day that we had. Yeah, it really was for a lot lot of reasons. I got to kiss a super hot porn actress, which was really nice. Yes, you did. And uh, flirt with her a little bit. She was so fucking hot. And then we got to hang out in the quote unquote conversation pool with our friend Pierre. Yes, Pierre met us at Caliente and we had planned for a couple of weeks for this whole thing to happen. It was I was really excited to see him because I think the best thing about Pierre is no matter what you're doing, you're going to have a good fucking time. Oh, he's listen, you talk about being around a guy who is just the life of the party and he's he's literally friends with everyone. It doesn't he doesn't even know most of the people, but he's never met a stranger. He's always like the friendliest guy in the room. He's so gregarious and you I just find myself beaming when I'm around him. Because because I just laugh the whole time. It's a great fucking time. Well, like, no matter what happens, it just seems to be like, oh, it's going to work out. It's okay. We'll yeah. figure it out. He's got that. I guess it's a European thing. I'm not really sure. It's just his, his just laissez-faire attitude. Is that what it is? Yeah. The European thing? I'm, I, I don't think know. it's just him. I think he's just incredibly easy to get along with. Oh, it's definitely him, for sure. He embodies that. But man, he just takes it as it comes, whatever it is, it is. <laughs> and I think the other thing that I love about Pierre is I know that sexy time is going to be on the table and it's going to be awesome because he and I are very sexually attracted to each other. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you just, yeah, even when we were in the pool, it, you know, the, the gal I'm referring to that I got a chance to kiss and flirt with, she thought that you and he were a couple. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to tell this story. So we get to Caliente. We met Pierre at the gate and he came in with us. And we very quickly get to the pool area as quickly as possible. Yeah, because we just want to get naked and get in the pool. Well, and we told him about the conversation pool, how it's kind of the naughtier pool and it has kind of this sexier vibe. We also went later in the day than we normally would. So the plan was to swim for a couple of hours, hang out in the conversation pool, and then kind of get ourselves together. I brought like a makeup bag and a dress to change in to to go to the night party right and so we started in the conversation pool and immediately kind of just 
jumped in. You and he got completely naked immediately. Well, to be fair, we were actually sitting on some lounge chairs first, just talking, because we had just arrived. Oh, that's right. And we weren't there. I don't think we were there 10 minutes. And we were kind of sitting. And of course, this, again, the gal that I'm referring to turned at one point and looked at me and said, are you going to get naked and get in the pool? <laughs> and I was like, I, I kind of looked behind me. I'm like, is she talking to me? And you're like, yep, she's she's talking to you. I said, yeah, yeah, absolutely we are. We're just kind of catching up. And, and she's like, okay, well, I'll wait. And then, you know, she just turned around and kind of did her thing. And I looked at you guys. I was like, I guess we better get naked because I thought we were making people uncomfortable. You know, yeah, that's what me I thought, too. Because we were the only ones with that were fully clothed sitting at the pool. Yeah, like we're the know? creeper staring at the naked people. Yeah, so I very quickly, I just, I, I went to the restroom uh, and then came back and then we all just got naked and got in the pool. Yeah. So we're in there and it was funny because Pierre and I did kind of break off from you a little bit and we're kind of touching on each other and kissing on each other and just being incredibly flirtatious. And yeah, like you said, this woman thought that Pierre and I were together and you were kind of the third. Yeah, she she was actually starting to talk to me right away when we got in because as you said, you guys went to one side, I was on the other and she walked right over to me and was like, so how did you guys meet? And I said, who are you referring to? And she said, them. I said, well, that's my wife. <laughs> and she's like, wait, wait a second. I said, yeah, yeah, th- we're, we're a couple and, and uh, that's our friend, you know, Pierre. Of course, I used his real name. And she's like, oh, well, that's interesting. And then, of course, we started talking because she and her partner, who we also got a chance to meet, Super Guy, they're working on their ethically non-monogamous relationship, as they put it to us. Yes. So they're, they're regulars, uh, apparently, at Caliente for the most part, but they have not quite, I guess, stepped into that space 100%. Right. So flirtatious. We had a great time, but you know, there was no play, obviously. Uh, I'm super disappointed. I don't mind saying that. I think she was too. So (laughs) to be fair. (laughs) Yeah. But man, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, this is my, one of my favorite moments of this entire day. So at one point I am sitting there and you have one of my feet in your hands rubbing it. And Pierre has my other foot in his hands rubbing it. And I'm just there, you know, getting completely pampered by these two smoking hot dudes. And the porn star, the woman says to me, you are so fucking lucky. (laughs) I was like, yes, I I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, little did she know I would totally have been rubbing her feet too if she asked me to. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really a, just a kind of a, for the first, I guess, hour or more, it was a very comfortable, you know, just sitting in this warm pool, uh, hanging out, talking, of course, catching up with Pierre, who we hadn't seen in a while. And he's just such a, he's just hilarious. It was a great time. And of course, interacting with the folks that were in the pool at that point with us, there were a couple of couples now by this, this time and just a fun engagement with them. Yeah, what was really funny is we said, well, I guess the conversation pool isn't really going to get bumping today. Right. So we're going to get out and get changed and go to the club. Little did we know, as the <laughs> night goes on, that pool gets fucking freaky. Uh, yeah, by the time you guys, you and Pierre were in the club, I had taken a walk outside to get some air because there was couple of hundred people in there. I stepped outside. I walked around the balcony. And of course, you can access the conversation pool from the the top there from where the club is. And I looked down and I thought, there's no way there's that many people. <laughs> so I went down the stairs onto the pool level. You could not have gotten another naked ass in that pool. <laughs> there were almost as many people there as there were in the club. Holy it was shit. crazy and, and full on fucking in the pool. During the day, that is, it's kind of frowned upon. You know, they don't want to get, they don't want you getting too freaky deaky in the pool. As you guys will recall from Brian almost getting kicked out of it with our friend Leah. Yeah. So I almost get kicked out because, you know, she's basically grinding and stroking my cock and I'm fingering her in the pool. <laughs> but by the time I got down there that night, it was full on Roman orgy style. <laughs> It was crazy. And of course, not a security personnel to be found. No one's no one's like paying any attention to that. You know, they have other, you know, bigger fish to fry. I was going to say that's the least of their concerns because it gets crazy there. During it, the oh, night. my God. It was so funny. But I was blown away. I came running up. I'm like, you guys are not going to believe what this pool looks like right now. I was like, like fuck, we missed out. We should have stayed in the fucking pool. Yeah, we could have just stayed there and not worried about changing our clothes. Of course, <laughs> by then we would have been like fucking prunes. But man, I'm telling you, it was on. <laughs> on i was half tempted to strip my clothes off and get back in it i just don't think there would have been any room you should have you absolutely should have just push your way right in i thought about (laughs) it figure it it out (laughs) yeah yeah my porn friend was still there i thought oh this might be an opportunity but anyway i just hung around the club 
So we did go to the club the first time that we were ever in the Caliente Club was that evening. And it is beautiful. I was so impressed with it. I mean, it's just stunning. It's very kind of sexy. has this very sexy vibe to it because all of the colors are very kind of dark. It's a lot of blacks and deep reds and purples. And it's just nice. Yeah, it's it's really unique because it's got this really acoustic ceiling. I don't know if you noticed that, that kind of tiered ceiling. It looks like it's about two or three stories tall. It's it's all framed out in wood. It's really fucking nice. I mean, when you look at the details of that room, it's very fucking sexy. The other thing is, I would definitely say this was a room of very pretty people for the most part. It was oh, yeah. a very attractive group. Uh, drop older, I would say, well, that's for the what most I was, part. That's kind of what I was going to say. It was, a little, it was interesting because there were definitely, there was a discernible difference in age, particularly as the night went on. Right. Earlier in the evening, it was a pretty good mix of, you know, younger and maybe slightly older people that changed drastically as the night went on. It got much younger and you didn't see as many of the older folks, but there was certainly no fear of anyone being in there was super comfortable for everybody, all the ages and the body types. And it was just, it was really a neat mix. Not something you normally see. Yes, I'm going to disagree, though, just in terms of like a lot of the clubs that we've gone to, you see a little bit more of a a disparity in attraction level, attractiveness level. Yeah. I didn't see that. It was very pretty, very pretty people. Well, I think what it was more than anything, and this is the part that I really kind of appreciated, there was no one running around in a towel or sandals. And maybe that's more what it was. It they was, were put together. Yeah, much more put together, very well-dressed. Everyone's hair is perfect. Everyone's makeup is perfect. Yeah, you can tell These that... These people are really... They're taking some time to put themselves together to go to this event. Yeah, they literally have either gone home, gone back to their rooms or whatever, and got dressed to go to the club. Like, they didn't just walk from the pool to the club in a towel, sandals, and or a sarong or something... Yeah, it, it was definitely a night out for these folks. It was a big deal. They took it seriously. And man, some of these folks were dressed to the nines. I mean, it was really very impressive. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I will also say, I think it definitely fueled the evening for myself and Pierre because there was a period of time when you kind of wanted to step out. You were hot and it was loud in there. And he and I went to the dance floor and right. things got fucking naughty. Our hands are all over each other. We are making out with each other on the dance floor. His hands are on my ass. I had this little blue dress on and no panties. And he kept <laughs> he kept reaching up and touching like my bare ass in the club. I was so fucking turned on. Well, so while you guys are doing that, of course, um, you know, I'm just kind of meandering around and that's about the time that I noticed the conversation pool on full tilt. And so I took a seat, I had a cocktail, and some folks started talking to me. There was a group there um, of about four or five people, guys and gals. And we just started talking. One of the women was hitting on me, but you know, lovely lady. I just wasn't, I just wasn't in that mindset. You know, I mean, this woman clearly wanted to go to the playroom with me. Uh, (laughs) I, I just, I wasn't there. And I knew you guys were, that was the plan for you and Pierre. And typically in a situation like that for, for us, I, you know, I just like to be a little bit more aware of what's going on. Not, I have no concern about Pierre, of course. I mean, he's, he's a friend, but I just like to, you know, I want to make sure that I'm there if you need anything, you know? And so, and I wasn't sure at that moment where you were, I don't want to have to go find you, track you down, let you know what was going on. I just didn't want to mess with it. So we are dancing on the dance floor for a while. It is fucking hot, steamy. And then I'm like, I want to fuck Pierre. I want this to happen. Yeah. At this point, it's like maybe 11. Yeah. And so I'm like, we should go to the playrooms. Okay. So we go downstairs. The playrooms are kind of on the floor level and the the club is on the second level. Right. So you have to walk down these stairs to go to the playrooms. And once again, this is my first time in the playrooms. Yeah, you hadn't been. I was there with our friend, Leah, like the week before, two weeks before. You had not gotten into the room because you were fucking at him in the car because you were naughty. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, it, this this was your first experience. And I was excited because neither you nor Pierre had been in these playrooms yet. Yes. He'd never was, been to Caliente at all. Yeah, it was a completely new experience for us. So we walk in and they're like, hey, we're not open yet which i thought was fucking weird i'm like it's 11 o'clock they're like the playrooms don't open till midnight yeah so they're open from three to six and then they close then they close they get completely sanitized they do their whole thing they get restaffed and then they reopen at midnight yes 
Which we were not aware of. I was not, and I was ready to fuck right then. So I was not happy about having to wait an entire hour. I was doing, like, the antsy dance. Like, just fucking, I want to fuck right now. I even thought about taking him to the truck. But I was like, no, we can wait an hour. <laughs> well, what's interesting is, and th- I did not experience this, again, the disparity between day and night. You know, the variance in the number of people and, and kind of the tone, right? When I was there with Leah, when all of us were there, you and myself and Leah and Adam... We, she and I went to the playrooms at like 3.15 in the afternoon. There was nobody else in there. Right. Right? We were the first ones there. So you just don't think about it. You figure, oh, I guess, you know, they haven't quite caught on yet or whatever. The night you went and you went at midnight, there was a fucking line. Not only that, but they told us to pre-register and get wristbands when we were there at 11. And they said, come back at midnight or even a few minutes before, or you're going to be waiting in line. And of course, my slutty ass is going, if I have to stand here in line and wait to fuck Pierre even after waiting this fucking hour, I am going to burst. That is not a fucking option. Yeah, you're not exactly one that's known for your patience. At all. Yeah, you're not. That's not you. You're like a seven-year-old. I got to have it right now. I want it now. And that's it. Yeah. Especially when it comes to getting laid. Let's let's face it. Yeah, especially good cock. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Slutty pants. So, yeah, we came and found you and we told you that we were going back to the playrooms at midnight and you were kind of sitting there and it was really funny because his and my energy at this point is very kind of frenzied and you on the other hand are just chilling sitting back outside on this beautiful deck drinking a cocktail like it's just fucking nothing and so that was funny to me because it was just so obvious like the differences in energies when we approached you well that's because you were rubbing his cock and you know, he's got his <laughs> hands on your ass and you guys went down to the playroom thinking oh it's on oh no it's not well and <laughs> so... the worst part is the the entire way up the stairs and all the way to find you, Pierre is stopping every couple of minutes to kiss me yeah. and like put his hands in my hair, put his hands on my ass. I'm like, this is not helping, dude. What the fuck? Well, he wasn't trying to help. He was trying to keep the motor <laughs> running for the next hour. Well, he definitely did. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was doing. So yeah, you guys came to let me know that. I found it surprising, obviously. So you guys went back into the club and I started walking around the patio because there were, you know, I was just talking to people and kind of mingling there. And then I sat down and another Another gal came over and, and sat down next to me and we just started talking for a bit. And then at that point, I figured you guys were already in the room because it was after midnight. They thought you were a super hot single dude. Well, I guess no one really asked, to be honest with you. Yeah. It wasn't even a conversation anyone had with me about why I was there or who I was there with. Oh, it's probably a good thing. You're just a dude at the club that they want to talk to. I guess. Or, so. you know, because my partner is fucking some other guy. <laughs> So finally, it's like 10 minutes to midnight or five minutes to midnight. And I'm like, we need to go get in line. So we walk down there. And once again, it's not even time for it to open yet. And there's already people lining up for these playrooms. I was like, holy fuck. Because I remember you had said it was dead during the day. Yeah. And so I'm expecting that there's going to be nobody and they were just telling us to get there early for whatever fucking reason. Oh no, it's fucking busy. And we get in line and within five minutes, there are probably 30 people behind us. Oh, I'm not surprised. Based on how many people were there, were the people also coming from the club or were they obviously coming from the pool? What was the Nobody from the pool. Everyone was still impeccably dressed. These were obviously people that were in the club. Well, I'm not surprised because that fucking pool was on fire. Yeah, why do you need the playrooms if you're in the pool? You just fuck there. Yeah, and, and also, it's really fucking dark at that pool. Like, I had to step down onto that platform. I had to go down a flight of stairs to really fully see what the fuck was going on, because I wasn't entirely sure that what I was seeing is actually what I was seeing. But sure enough, it was. <laughs> so, yeah, why would you leave? You just fucking stay right there and have at it. Yeah. You know? For sure. So, we finally go into the club area, and to go into the playrooms, as you mentioned when you went in with Leah, you have to get completely naked, and And I was able to keep my shoes on, but they just hand you a towel and they get you a locker. Everything was really seamless and well put together because we had pre-registered. We just go in, drop all of our shit, get a locker, put it in and go into the playrooms. Once again, my first time in there, it is so fucking nice. I know you had said it was nice, but I had no idea what I was walking into. Yeah, well, as it turns out, I don't know if we mentioned this, but those rooms used to be the spa. Yeah. Which is why they're as big as they are, and there are sinks and countertops and this granite. It's just, it's really fucking nicely done. Like, you you, you really, I was taken aback by it. It's stunning. And it's same colors as, same color scheme as the club. So it's a lot of purples and reds and blacks and very just kind of erotic 
erotic feeling in there. It's very dimly lit. They have some nice music going, but it's not crazy loud or anything. And we kind of start walking around and trying to decide which room we want to go into. And of course, I want a private room. And Pierre's like, I think we should go into the group room. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's a group guy. <laughs> he he, that's his That's his jam. He wants to play in front of other people. And of course, I think he was hoping we'd find some hot people for him to interact with as well. For sure. But we walk into the group room, which is, I think, six beds that are kind of all pushed against a wall. And then there's a couple of like benches where you can sit and look onto the bed. So it's very much this voyeuristic exhibitionist thing going on. Right. It's a lot of people watching and of course, everyone's hearing each other moan and everything. And we get in there and there's only one other couple when we first got in. So we got on the bed next to them, not on their bed, but the right. bed next to them. And immediately he and I start going at it because once again, there's all of this fucking buildup. He's touching me. He's touching my ass. He's whispering things in my ear as we're standing in line, like talking about how badly he wants my pussy. Yeah, that's I'm not like, helping. Oh, my God. So by the time we get in there, I don't even think about the fact that we're around other people. I whip my towel off. I lay it down on the bed. He gets on top of me. We start making out like crazy. He's like rubbing his cock against like my leg and like up onto my stomach, which I thought was super fucking hot. And we're just kissing like crazy. And then I start sucking his cock a little bit. I kind of position myself up almost on my knees and start sucking his cock. And he's running his fingers through my hair. And it's just uber passionate and i actually i think i had a, a bun in but it was kind of falling out at this point so he's like just running his fingers through my wild fucking hair and it was so fucking hot so have you even noticed this other couple next to you at this point okay so at that point no because i was so into pierre that that's all i was thinking about but there was a time so I'm, I'm sucking his cock then he goes down on me for a very brief amount of time he makes me come in literally like 20 seconds right and so and my legs are already shaking i'm so worked up and then he puts on a condom and gets on top of me and starts fucking me and that's the first time that i look over at this couple i didn't even know what they looked like before this okay i look over and they are staring at us well sure he is on top of her fucking her pierre's on top of me fucking me and now we are just the four of us staring at each other <laughs> so that's fucking not weird hot. i don't know i find that strange. like all of a sudden like you guys are engaged in sex and it's like oh there's other people here yeah but it was very erotic it was kind of this i don't know this energy bouncing back and forth and you could tell they were really into it so i was into it they were not necessarily my cup of tea but that didn't even matter it was just like this energy going back and forth that just fueled things and of course pierre's like picking up the pace and it almost felt like he was like competing with the guy next to us so there he starts to hard fuck her and then pierre starts to hard fuck me even more and we're just going back and forth it was really sexy so has anyone else come in the room at this point i mean there had to be other people there with all those folks in line <laughs> yes so it's filling up but i'm only staring at this couple for whatever reason i think it was because they were just right there and right. they were the first ones there when we got there and we just kind of had this weird thing going back and forth but Yes, eventually I start to notice like other moaning going on, other things going on. Pierre kind of stops in the moment. And once again, he's a guy who loves this environment. This is his thing. Yeah, that's that is absolutely his world. So he's pointing out other couples to me and is like telling me to look. And I'm like, I just don't even give a fuck. Like, just keep fucking. <laughs> well, I think it's also important to note because we forgot to mention it. The entire time, you, this whole evening, you have a butt plug in. Yes. So has he has he noticed that at all? Well, he noticed it when we were first in the pool. Oh. Okay, he was playing that. with it when we were in the pool. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I had no idea. I don't. No one noticed it. No, or at least no one said anything. <laughs> well, I have a big ass. You really have to. I have to be bent over or something for Yeah, because I feel like the gal I was talking to in the pool would totally have pointed that out, <laughs> you know? It was just a little teeny one, too. It was just one of the ones with the little bases on it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he does play with that in the playroom and everything. In fact, at one point, he bent me over, and I have, like, my face smushed into the pillow. He's hard fucking me from behind, grabbing onto my hips, just digging his fingers into my ass, and then he starts playing with the butt plug. And I was like, this is so fucking hot. And, of course, the couple's watching this entire thing, so I'm thinking of that, too. He almost sure. pulled it completely out and then, like, pushed it back in. And all I'm thinking is, is this couple seeing him play with my butt plug while he's fucking me from behind? So it is sexy. It's a very kind of... It's a it's completely different than my normal jam. I like the one-on-one -on -one because I like to connect and I like to really feel somebody and feel their energy. And that was 
nearly impossible in this scenario. Well, the truth is, for me, as you know, I am not that group room guy. I don't dig that. But if that were going to be a thing, if that was something that might potentially happen with me, it would certainly be in a room like that because that place is just set up for it. And I'm, I was just comfortable there. And it yeah, was you very cool. You would have hated it, though. There is way too much fucking going on. There's too much noise. There's people yeah. walking in and out. There, It's just a My lot. My ADD wouldn't allow for it. But if I were going to play in a group room, it would be the one you were in because I know exactly where you were talking about. It was adjacent to the room that Leah and I were in all the way at the end of the hallway. And it is a sexy environment. And I probably would be less thrown off in, a, in an area like that. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, if it came up, it might happen there, you know. So we hard fuck for a while. I mean, this is probably going on for a good 20 minutes at this point, 25 minutes. And there is another couple that comes over and they're kind of standing by the edge of the bed and watching. And Pierre says, do you want me to invite them? And I'm like, no, I don't want you to invite them. <laughs> That's the kind of guy he is. He, want, he just wants like the more the merrier, like bring on the party. Yeah. You know? Like, come on, come, come play. And I'm not that way. Like, I guess what I've decided about the playrooms for myself is because you are not connecting with people because there is zero connection and it's just about like the aesthetics and the fucking and the anonymity to, to, to some degree yeah but to me it's like that means that has to be someone i am uber attracted to right? right because nothing else matters i'm not getting to know them i'm not chatting i'm not seeing if they're a cool person i'm just looking at them and fucking them right so for me it has to be someone i really truly want to fuck so this couple standing there and i'm sure they're very nice people i was not interested yeah that's the whole thing i think and, and we hear that a lot from folks because that's not really our, our that's not the way we play it's not the it's not the anonymity it's not the spontaneity especially of it so if you're going to play that way and we know a lot of folks that do and they really enjoy it it has to be like literally 99 percent of it has to be that physical like kind of animalistic attraction right in the in that moment it had you have to have that or what's the point i right. guess right right yeah for me it, yeah it would really have to be i cannot think of a scenario where that would be a thing for me well, I'm starting to think it might not be for me either, which we're going to get to. So so we finish up there. We pull the, you know, the edge of the bed off so they know that it needs to be cleaned. And we decide to just kind of walk around and like listen to what's going on. And there is this kind of exhibition room. It has a big leather red round thing in there. Yeah, it's like this giant ottoman in the center of the room, basically. It's probably a 10 foot diameter. So they have a sheet kind of pulled over that and there's two couples fucking on that. And so we stop and watch that for a couple of minutes. And that was fun. I guess I'm maybe a little bit more voyeuristic than I am ex an exhibitionist. Oh, for sure you th are. That was sexy for me, just watching that and the two interacting with each other and all these hands going all over the place. It was sexy. And then Pierre says, we should go back to the group room now that there's been a little bit of time that's passed and see if there's anyone you might be interested in joining. And once again, I'm thinking, I don't see that fucking happening. I really don't i want to i want to be open to it and he seems so excited about it and we had obviously talked about that being a thing before we went in there and so i wanted it to be a thing right. we go back to the room and there are the all of the beds are taken and so we kind of sit on this bench and we're talking to another couple for a couple of minutes definitely not an attraction there but there's a couple that's in the corner on the same bed that the couple was that was next to us the first time we were there it's right. a new couple now and they're younger they're probably my age very very attractive people and they keep staring over at us. So Pierre says something to the husband and the husband kind of waves us over. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Yeah, Pierre is that guy, man. He's like got that electric personality. People just want to be around him. And they seemed excited to have us over there. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I mean, you know, I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm once again, I'm trying to be open to it, right? I'm trying to go into new experiences. So we go over to this bed and he and I start making out next to this couple. The husband kind of starts rubbing me. He asks if he can, and then he starts rubbing me. Nice. Very respectful, very attractive people. And then the wife says to me, would you like to suck his cock? And I was like, okay. Yeah. So I start sucking his cock. Okay. And then I realize I am not fucking into it at all. Which is strange because you're, I mean, when it comes to sucking a cock, provided all things are, are firing on all cylinders, there's consent and, you know, you're in the moment. I've never known you to turn that down. I was just, it was the atmosphere for me. There's so much going on. At this point, the room is 
filled with people. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. We have probably, and there's not a bunch of lurking single guys like there are in some places. In fact, I don't think I saw a single guy in there, at least that I could discern was one. Well, what's interesting is how they determine if you're a single guy in that, like, if you go in and get checked in, you have to be with someone or a couple and you can't leave that person or those people. Yeah. And they have security making sure that that's the case. So it's a very kind of safe, secure, you know, it's not one of those places that you're going to have 10 single dudes pushing to get to the bed right. and stupid shit like that. So it was not that, but it was just a lot of people and there's people watching and there's one couple that just keeps inching closer and closer to the bed. And I was just so not into it. It was at that point, I don't think I could have been any less turned on. Yeah, that's again, that's not our thing. It, it really has never been. And I don't think it ever will be. For me, I can say that very confidently that that is simply not something that I am looking forward to doing. I, I just I'm not. I prefer the one on one or, you know, if it's you and I and a couple or a single person that we genuinely connect with. But the random thing in a room full of strangers, it, it, it's just not my kink. It's not my thing. So, but then I'm thinking, okay, I have this guy's cock in my mouth. His wife is loving it. She is beaming from ear to ear. She also said this is one of their first times doing this, which I was kind of like, uh, that also kind of concerns me. I don't want to do anything. You, obviously, we haven't had a chance to really negotiate exactly. or talk about anything. So I don't know what you're going to be comfortable with. I don't know if I'm going to overstep a boundary and not know it yep. so i have that running through my head on top of it she seemed to be loving it but i just could not get out of my own head but then i'm thinking how do i just bow out of this gracefully you right. know because there's not a good way to do it i can't be like okay guys thanks and leave which is actually exactly what i fucking did well i mean what do you do in a situation like that when you're again you're with a couple you don't know they're obviously new they made that clear you don't know what their boundaries are. You don't know what their hard limits are. You 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 know you don't want to cross lines. And yeah, that, that's a difficult situation to be in. So what's Pierre doing at this point? He is like rubbing kind of on the wife and he keeps like leaning over and kissing on my shoulder and my neck. And I can tell he's so into it. And again, I wanted this to be a good experience for him, but I just couldn't go forward with something that I didn't feel comfortable with. So I literally, in true Brenna awkward fashion, take the cock out of my mouth. I smile up at the guy and I'm like, thanks so much. That was so fun. I look over the wife i was like thank you for letting me suck your husband's cock she's like you're welcome and she's like <laughs> question mark she's like you don't want to stay and i was like unfortunately i'm i'm gonna bow out but thank you guys very very much and pierre's just like uh <laughs> why are we doing that and i'm like because i'm done <laughs> That's funny. so we kind of walk around for another minute and he and i are kind of making out again and and just being flirty with each other but by that point i was just kind of out and i like i said I, there was a part of me that felt bad because i knew that he really wanted to have this wild night and wild experiences but you know, I have to prioritize what I want too. Yeah, that's a it's a difficult situation to be in. And while you know Pierre is awesome and he's just so much fun to be around, just playing vanilla time at a restaurant with him is a fucking blast. But he definitely, you know, he operates at a different level when it comes to those scenarios. He's very very comfortable in a room full of strangers because, as I said, I don't think he's ever met a stranger, and he he really does live in that space very well. For us, not so much. Yeah. You know, so that was my playroom experience. We left shortly after that and got dressed and came back and found you. And it was not a bad experience by any means. I had a great time with him. It was still very sexy. I I think I realized that I do enjoy being watched in certain circumstances as long as there's not too much going on. And I fucking love watching other people. So this was not a bust. I think that the other couple watching he and I fuck the way that we were with such like carnal passion going on was a very hot experience that I'm glad happened. I just think we probably could have ended it there and not had the rest of it go on. Well, that's the thing, right? And you don't really know until you try. Yeah. You know what you did. But yeah, for us, I don't, I, yeah, for me, I don't, I couldn't necessarily necessarily really flourish in that space it would make me very uncomfortable you know it put, it, i don't know if it's a if it, it's a security thing or i'm not really sure how i would feel with all those people around me and not knowing who's touching me and it, it would be very awkward for, for me. me it's just not erotic like there are right. certain things that turn me on and certain things that do not turn me on and a room full of people like clamoring to have sex with each other is not a turn on for me it felt right. a little bit i don't know thirsty maybe is the right word well i think it's a it's a situation where people who play that way almost exclusively play that way we've heard this before they don't want the connection they don't want to know people they don't want to know your name they don't care where you're from or what you do which they just is wanna, fine yeah they just want to have that carnal 
animal like you know sex with strangers essentially which is yeah i mean totally cool do your thing but when i think of what turns me on that is so far the bottom of the list i don't even think i can see it yeah you know so not for me good learning lesson i think like i said i still had a great time with pierre he is so much fun and i still had great experiences in the playrooms i just don't think that that's my favorite atmosphere no for sure well for sure not it's just not our thing yeah you know but it's always great to see him i cannot wait to see him again Agreed. Adore him. So great experience. And I'm very glad that we did it. And our Patreon members heard a little bit about this beforehand. And they also heard about your and my play in the playrooms the second time you and I went together and how fun that was. So we would love for you to check out our bonus episodes and hear more about our sexy, naughty time via our Patreon community. And you can find it at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash front porch swingers. And we have obviously have a ton of new bonuses for example do you want to talk about your newest yeah 50 fit and functional it is now part of the patreon community it's part of our patreon bonuses it is an amazing place that uh, we have created for all things health and fitness and nutrition oriented we have daily workouts we have exercises of the day we have nutrition content just all kinds of fun stuff for our patrons to connect a place to connect and just kind of share their fitness and health journeys it's a it's just been amazing and it's been my daily kind of it's my release every day just communicating with everybody on there every day (laughs) your release every day every day multiple types of releases we do (laughs) that's just the newest Yes. So again, another reason to join us at Patreon. And thank you to our newest Patreon members who this week are Wendy, the Mikey, Phil and Christopher. Thank you guys so much for jumping on board with us. You can also find something a little bit more X rated or triple X rated via our OnlyFans. We've had so much fun putting up content there and we'd love for you to check it out at OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. Don't forget, guys, we have Pod Bash coming up in October at Secret hideaway and we would love for you to come to join us there along with a lot of other great podcasters and you can get all of the information on that weekend see our schedule of events and book your room at podbashevent.com also guys if you have booked a room and you didn't use the podbash promo code or do so through our website you should reach out to us send us an email at mail at frontporchswingers.com so we can make sure you get your free stuff for the weekend yeah real important touch base with us because if you did that and didn't use the promo code you're missing out yeah not getting your bar tab not getting your welcome bag so exactly want to make sure you do that and of course uh make sure that you book soon if you haven't because they are filling up very quickly yeah we just got an update not a lot left yeah also you can find us on social media we're on twitter at fp swingers and instagram at fps pod media so come follow us there and make sure you check out our youtube channel also called front porch swingers and i think that's what we have for you this week so anything else from you nope i think that's it just a lot of fun stuff coming up we have we do have an amazing time planned next week to meet a gentleman uh with whom we're going to do some great things with i cannot be more it's this could be the next it's the next level of where front port swingers goes the next evolution it is definitely next level stuff cannot wait oh yes thank you guys so much for listening thanks everybody